Welcome back to another episode of District Divided, everyone. I am your host, Amit Singh. If you like the podcast, please follow it on Twitter, at District Divided, on Instagram, at District Divided, and then I have a Facebook page and group both called District Divided. Normally, I like to have a guest on the show, but this week, I decided to fly solo. So what we're going to do is it's going to be a bit of a short one. We're going to have the State of the Union, which is your typical DC sports wraparound recap coverage of all DC sports teams. So we're going to be talking about the Mystics, the Wizards, the Capitals, the Nats, Washington football team a little bit from the past week. And then I have an NFL bubble idea because the MLB clearly has not been doing this right and bubbles seem to work. So I'm going to talk to you guys about an NFL bubble idea that I really think will work and should be implemented by the NFL. But for now, let's just jump straight into the State of the Union. Let's get it going, folks. Last week, the Washington Mystics got off to a 2-0 start to their season. So let's continue talking about them this week. The Mystics continued their strong start with an 89-71 beatdown of the Seattle Storm and then lost on a late jumper to the Chicago Sky, 88-86. So they're 3-1 to start the season without Elena Deladon, Tina Charles, Natasha Cloud, and the Washington Post's Kareem Copeland came out with an article titled, The Mystics Weren't Supposed to Be This Good. Someone Forgot to Tell the Mystics. Well, he told them, because they would lose their second straight game after that to the Las Vegas Aces, 83-77, but still, They are 3-2 and and doing very well in the WNBA restart. They have four games coming up against the New York Liberty tomorrow, the Indiana Fever on Sunday, the Minnesota Lynx on Tuesday, and then the LA Sparks on Thursday. Moving on to men's basketball in the NBA, the Wizards have been treating the bubble as the start of the 2020-2021 preseason as they have dropped all four games they have played so far. They have lost to the Phoenix Suns, 125 to 112. Then the Brooklyn Nets in a must-win game in the bubble by a score of 118 to 110. The Indiana Pacers, 111 to 100. And the Philadelphia 76ers, 107 to 98. Now, that being said, it's not been all bad. Thomas Bryant and Troy Brown Jr. have been two standout players for the Wizards. When you combine them and add them to John Wall, Bradley Beal, and hopefully an improving Rui Hachimura, you can see that the Wizards have some very nice pieces going into next year. Ish Smith, at point guard, has even played quite well. So we'll see how the Wizards continue to progress in their next four games. And those final four games of the bubble for them are against the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow, the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday, the Milwaukee Bucks on Tuesday, and then the Boston Celtics on Thursday. Once again, those games are now meaningless for this season, but let's see how our young players continue to develop. The Washington Capitals onto hockey officially began their round-robin schedule with a shootout loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. The score was tied at two apiece after three periods in 3v3 hockey, and then went to the shootout. TJ Oshie made his penalty to start off the shootout, but Evgeny Kuznetsov and Nicholas Backstrom both missed their penalties. Due to tiebreakers, the highest seed the Caps can now finish is with the two seed. 
The Caps play today against the Philadelphia Flyers right now, actually, 4 p.m. start time, and then again against the Boston Bruins on Sunday. Moving over to baseball, the Washington Nationals last Thursday beat the Toronto Blue Jays by a score of 6-4 and then had the weekend off since the Miami Marlins were dealing with COVID issues. They were back in action against the New York Mets on Tuesday, winning 5-3 and then losing yesterday 3-1. But, and this is big news for the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto made his return to the lineup and better days are therefore ahead for this club. Up next, the Nats have the Baltimore Orioles in a three-game series beginning tomorrow and going through Sunday. After that, it's the Mets again in a four-game series that starts on Monday and ends on Thursday, which is when I'll update you next. They do have the Braves right after that. So plenty of consecutive days of baseball for the Washington Nationals ahead. On to football. The Washington football team assigned wide receiver Dontrell Inman, which we're hoping will offset the loss of Kelvin Harmon, who tore his ACL on July 14th, so he'll be missing the 2020-2021 season. Inman played with the Indianapolis Colts last season and had 12 catches for 181 yards in seven games. Now, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but he also brings a veteran presence to the wide receiving core. And here's why. You may think those numbers are small, but this number's big relative to the rest of our wide receiving core. 65 career games played. That is more than the number of career games across our wide receiver core combined, which is 59. So it's a very young unit. Dontrell Inman can immediately become a veteran presence with that team. Now, they also did one other thing. They revealed their new helmets. Because there's no logo for the Washington football team, they have the numbers in gold on the helmet. And honestly, it looks awesome. I think it's a really good idea while we're figuring out the name. And it has a bit of a college feel to it. A bit of like a, I don't know, feels like USC for whatever reason. I guess it's because of the color scheme. But honestly, I like it. And I think that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen this season. It's not like we're going to be any good. There is a chance we could be. It depends on Dwayne Haskins. It's a QB-driven league. But in the meanwhile, why not? I love it. I think it's a great idea. And that's going to conclude your State of the Union, folks. Up next, I'm going to be talking to you about my idea for an NFL bubble and why it will work. The NFL season is scheduled to start on Thursday, September 10th at 8.20 p.m., with a matchup between the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. And I would absolutely love to watch that game. But it's a game that I really don't think should happen. When you look at how the MLB has handled their restart with all this traveling going on, it clearly hasn't worked. We've had multiple games postponed. There's been talks about, hey, win percentage is fine. Even if all these teams don't get to play their 60 games, it's whatever. It's fine. They're playing more than enough games. That is not something the NFL can afford to have happen. If they have a game postponed, that pushes things by a week. It's not like these players can play every two to three days. It is a very physical sport, very demanding, and there is simply no way they can play every two to three days. They have to play each week. So what I am proposing, because when you look at the success of the NWSL bubble in Utah, when you look at the current success of the NBA bubble in Florida and Orlando specifically, with the MLS in Orlando, and so far with the WNBA in Bradenton, Florida. Bubbles make sense. So let's start there. Bubbles make sense while COVID is out and about here in the United States. So bubbles make sense. But how do you determine the bubbles? 
who should be in a bubble. The NFL is huge. There are 32 teams, and each team has a 53-man active roster, and they got support staff, they've got coaches, trainers, medical staff. Those are a lot of people. So what I'm proposing is this. One of two things. One, and this is the bare minimum to me, you begin with eight different bubbles in eight different cities that have turf fields. There are around 15 or 16 different NFL stadiums that have turf instead of grass. So you can play multiple games on them. Why eight? There are eight NFL divisions. The NFC East and AFC East. The NFC North and AFC North. The AFC South, NFC South. NFC West, AFC West. They each are their own bubble. You normally play your divisional opponent twice. Go ahead and do that in your bubble city. What I'm suggesting, and I'll be abundantly clear right here. Eight bubble cities, each division in one of those bubble cities, they play once a week. What that opens the door to is having football every single day for six weeks. As a viewer, I think that would be amazing. For fantasy football, I got a guy going on Monday, I got a guy going on Tuesday, I got a guy going on Thursday. Also awesome. I think this would be excellent for the league. So that's six weeks right there. And let's look at how that would work. So for example, with the NFC East, and it's a not a good division, let's be real. It was a really bad division last year. You put them on a Tuesday. They play all their games for six weeks on Tuesday. At 4 p.m., you could have the Eagles and Cowboys play week one. And at 7 p.m., or whenever the game ends, you could have the Washington football team and New York Giants play. And then the next week... You'd have the Eagles and Washington football team play while the Cowboys and Giants play. You do that so that each team plays each other twice. And then the more exciting divisions can be on the Sunday. The Sunday is going to have two divisions because there's seven days in a week, eight divisions. So Sunday, we're used to having that much football. And you can have those games at unique start times with the later games being at 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. for the West Coast. So if there are any teams in a bubble... On the West Coast, that's when they play their games. 7 p.m., 10 p.m. along those lines. So that's six games right there. But then the issue becomes, well, then what? Because you're not just going to have a six-game season. What do you do after that? And so the other thought hit me, and this is in conversation with friends as well, is that, well, the way NFL scheduling works is as follows. You have your six divisional games. If you're the NFC East, for example. But then you also play a different division altogether. Every team in the NFC East plays this division together, which is the NFC West this year. And you also play an AFC division in its entirety, the AFC North this year. So what you could do is have four bubbles of eight teams. And you play each team twice. So for example... The NFC East could be in the same bubble as the AFC North. So that would give you the Washington football team. That would give you the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens all in one hub city. And you play each one twice. Unheard of, but so are these times. 
And it's a compromise that I think people should be willing to make. What that means is that you get a 14-game schedule. So not 16, but 14. And you still get your six divisional games, but you could begin with two AFC games, for example. So the Washington football team could play the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, and then boom, Dallas week three. That way you still get your 14 games. The divisional games mean everything, right? Because those are your tiebreakers. And you get the opportunity to play the Ravens twice. You get the opportunity to play the Browns twice, the Bengals twice, the Steelers twice. You could simplify it more and make it the AFC East and NFC East, AFC North, NFC North. But because the NFL likes to maintain its scheduling and doesn't want to completely throw things out the window, I think this is the way to do it. If possible, I think the optimal solution is eight teams in four bubbles, four bubble cities on turf fields. Again, there are 15 or 16 different turf fields, but if you can make that work, that's 14 weeks of football. And you can make that happen every day. There are enough teams to make this happen every day. Two games a day, except for one day, which would be four games. Fantasy football would be awesome. Each day, the anticipation of your team playing is one day closer, or it's game day. I think this is the solution for the NFL. I don't see any other way that would work that would give you the same volume of games. I don't see any other way. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on what you think the NFL should do, but I think, if possible, it should be Four bubbles with eight teams. The NFC East with the AFC North, NFC North with the AFC South, NFC South with the AFC West, NFC West with the AFC East. Boom. You play your AFC games, you play your NFC games, and all games in your conference, divisional. Then you get into the playoffs, then you get into an NFC and AFC bubble, just like the NHL is doing, for example, with two hub cities. The NWSL had it right with the one hub city. So does the NBA. It's easier to contain, but with a sport like football, you cannot have all 32 teams traveling. You cannot have all 32 teams in just one city. There's simply too many people. If you do the eight bubbles and four teams, then the size of the bubble is about what the NBA is doing. And that's pretty good because it's proven to work. But in order to maximize the number of games, it makes all the sense in the world, if possible, to do four different bubbles and eight teams in each one. Once again, the example being the NFC East and AFC North. The Washington football team would play the Dallas Cowboys twice, the New York Giants twice, the Philadelphia Eagles twice as their six divisional and NFC games. And then they would play the Cleveland Browns twice, the Cincinnati Bengals twice, the Baltimore Ravens twice, and the Pittsburgh Steelers twice. And that would conclude their regular season. Top six, same as always from each conference, go to the playoffs. And that could be neutral cities for everybody. That is my proposal for the NFL bubble. I do not think traveling around is going to work, especially because you're going to see games postponed or potentially canceled because then you're going to have regular season games potentially going into January and February. This way, it would end probably on time because it would give you a two-week buffer for weeks 15 and 16 that would normally occur to have makeup games. Again, to me, this is the solution for the NFL. I don't see any other way around it. 
but I would love to hear your thoughts. Once again, you can tweet at me at District Divided on Instagram, comment District Divided and Facebook page and Facebook group District Divided. That's going to wrap up today's show, everybody. Once again, hope you enjoyed it. Follow it on social media and looking forward to next week. But for the time being, it's only one man's time to shine, and his name is Paul Lee Polo. Take us out, buddy. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city. I can go for broke, but the capital is in me. I spent my whole damn life in the city.